Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Monday. Time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here, Aaron. Does not feel like a Monday. It does not feel like a Monday. What does it true. feel like to you guys? Either a Sunday or a Wednesday. Okay. I can't decide. Sunday or Wednesday. Pain. <laughs> you had to turn your mic on for that? <laughs> Tim's like, no, it feels like a Monday. Yeah, that's my clubber, That's my clever lang. Seems to feel like a Monday. Does it feel like pain? So the Arizona Cardinals are in Mexico City tonight to take on the 49ers. And NFL Network's Ian Rapport gave an update, an injury update, on Kyler Murray this morning. Does not sound good for Kyler Murray to be playing again today. For the second straight week, it appears that Cole McCoy is said to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And remember, Kyler Murray still dealing with that hamstring injury, was not able to get a full practice this week. Still limited all week, although he did not practice at all. On Wednesday, all signs now point to Cole McCoy which usually, guys, would be a really bad sign, a backup quarterback in a game that the Arizona Cardinals really do need to win against San Francisco 49ers. But Cole McCoy played really well last week. The guys seemed to play with him. 96.5 passer rating. Obviously, there is a drop-off, but they seem confident in Cole McCoy today. Maybe Kyler Murray back next week. Well, and then we also learned this morning, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, Kyler Murray might not return until after the week 13 bye, depending how the injury heals this week. So what is your guys' confidence level in Colt McCoy? I think the key is what he just said, and I know Gambo said this earlier when we had him on, and anybody that watched the game, watch Hard Knocks, whatever, you can see this with your own two eyes. His teammates, the teammates of Colt McCoy have confidence in Colt McCoy. And I know he's bounced around this league, but I'm saying here in Arizona, whatever they have, it works with Colt McCoy. They were more organized. There was more communication. They played crisper on offense last week. That doesn't guarantee they're going to do it this week. And I don't even mean that as a slight of Kyler Murray, but I just mean with Colt McCoy, his teammates believe in him. You have a chance when that's happening. I think if they are executing the game plan the way it was drawn up, on the whiteboard and practice like they did last week yeah. against the Rams. I think Colt McCoy is a capable quarterback that can win you a football game in the National Football Just League. Just has to win you this one. I get, I, I, do get, I get a little worried if what they designed and drew up doesn't work initially and Colt McCoy's got to use his feet or he's got to improvise or he's got to find secondary third receivers on a given play with Nick Bosa breathing down his neck. That's where it gets a little dicey. That's where you're going to miss the athleticism of a Kyler Murray. But, again, having said that, if they're out there executing the game plan the way it was drawn up, Aaron, like they did last week, I believe Colt McCoy can lead this team to a to a win tonight if they can win the turnover battle and do some things on defense by way of creating big plays. Can't win it by himself, but they can win with McCoy. And he proved it last year when... He played against the 49ers. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what is your prediction for Monday Night Football? Don't forget, you guys were talking about the crazy things that happen. Wolf likes to call it Crazy Carl. So we'll see if Crazy Carl shows up in Mexico City, but... As far as your guys' predictions, here are your choices. Cardinals win one score game. 
49ers win one score game, Cardinals win by multiple scores, or 49ers win by multiple scores? Uh, this is tough because they are such an unknown with Colt. But, man, all the, all the injuries. Uh, all right, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm going to say 49ers one score game. And, it, and honestly, it's because of the injuries. Yeah, I... I'm going to actually say, just to be honest with the listeners, my my gut feeling is the 49ers win tonight by multiple scores. I I just, I I hope what they did against the Rams can work for the second consecutive week. The 49ers are not the Rams. No, you're 100% right. And and you're 100% right. I don't disagree. But the one thing that is weird is Cliff has had so much success against the 49ers. That's the one thing I don't know how to account for that yet. So 47% say 49ers win by multiple scores. 28% say Cardinals win one score game. 18% 49ers win one score game. And then 6% Cardinals win by multiple scores. And then, guys, we'll end it here with Suns. Chris Paul was out once again yesterday with a heel injury as the Suns said he will be reevaluated next week, as in this week. The campaign has been really good. He had 21 points, a game-high nine assists, and seven rebounds in the Suns' win over the Knicks yesterday. Here's Monty Williams after the game. He's gotten to a place with with us, with me, where uh, there's a trust level now. Um, I think it was four minutes left, and they cut it to 16, and, you know, Book's looking at me, and everybody's like, Coach, you know, I was like, just if we can win this game and bag those minutes... It'll be great for us, but it was because Cam was on the floor. And, um, you know, he's had this time now with Chris being out to get settled in that role. And what I don't want him to do is back off at all uh, when Chris does come back. Uh, We want him playing the same way he's playing right now. I feel like the Suns are starting to think like a playoff team. Like, hey, we know it's November, but we know we're going to need CP3 in June. In July. What do you guys think? Your reaction? Yeah, and I I don't disagree. I think that's probably the way that that's part of their plan for this season is to not put so much stock in winning a game on November 20th that it's going to cost you down the line. They had to try something different after the way last season ended. Um, They're obviously still trying to win, but I mean, you're you're not going to you're not going to rush Chris Paul back. The issue, Tim, and you and I talked about this briefly earlier. You're four and five in your last nine, and the Western Conference is loaded. So it's early, but just don't get into this complacent. Ah, as long as they make the playoffs, no, I don't, you don't want to be a fourth or a fifth or a sixth, or you certainly don't want to drop down into that play-in. They're not going to do that, no. But, but I'm just saying, like there is a, there's extra value this year to being the one or the two seed, considering who your opponents might be if you're not in the first round. And Luke, I don't think you want to be a five or a six seed. I just that game seven to have it on your home court. <clears throat> Normally is a big deal. Not based on the last one, yeah, I normally is a big deal. Um, it's—I don't want to say it's a blessing in disguise because you don't want Chris Paul to be banged up in any form or fashion. But he's got a bad heel. They're kind of buying a couple weeks. Maybe that pays off in the long run. But as well as campaign has played, he—you got to remember six games he's been out. They're only three and three. And they needed to get a win yesterday against the Knicks to get to the 500 mark in Chris Paul's absence. So it has not been smooth sailing for this team without without Chris Paul out there and without Cam Johnson out there. 
And maybe the Johnson thing plays into this as much as the Chris Paul thing. But the bottom line is, this is this has been a very mediocre to average basketball team since those guys have been out. Yeah. No. Look, I mean, you're, you're still you're still right now. It's only 16 games. You're, it's a fifth of the season. You're still basically tied for second right now. But just you know, you lose two games, you could be tenth. That's how that's how close it is. The, the Suns right now are one game back of Utah for first in the West. Minnesota is two games back of the Suns, and Minnesota's in tenth place. So I'm just saying. As this season plays out, you may see Chris Paul come back a little faster if they feel like they need wins as the season's rolling. Yeah, and real quick, four-game homestand. Game one was yesterday, so they have three games. Uh, they got the Lakers, Pistons, and Jazz, the rematch. Win all four. Win all four and oh, get this thing back CJ, on yeah. track. Okay, I didn't even think of that. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. Do you know a high school student with great character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship? Well, if you do, we want to hear about them and how they make an impact on our community. So text CHARACTER to 620-620. Just go ahead and share their story. That's CHARACTER to 620-620. When we come back, sure looks like it's going to be Colt McCoy getting the start in Mexico City tonight. So what does that do for your confidence level as a Cardinals fan? We'll discuss that next. It's Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring filling in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Cardinals Niners tonight from Mexico City. It's Wolf and Luke. Luke Lipinski here with you alongside Tim Ring, who is in for Wolf, who is in Mexico City, getting ready to call the game tonight. Here's Ian Rappaport from Good Morning Football this morning. Does not sound good for Kyler Murray to be playing again today. For the second straight week, it appears that Cole McCoy is said to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And remember, Kyler Murray still dealing with that hamstring injury, was not able to get a full practice this week. Still limited all week, although he did not practice at all on Wednesday. All signs now point to Cole McCoy, which usually, guys, would be a really bad sign, a backup quarterback in a game that the Arizona Cardinals really do need to win against San Francisco 49ers. But Cole McCoy played really well last week. The guys seemed to play with him. 96.5 passer rating. Obviously, there is a drop-off, but they seem confident in Cole McCoy today. Maybe Kyler Murray back next week. So let's start there, Tim. So you heard it right there. Maybe Kyler next week. Uh, there's reports out there from uh, Jeremy Fowler that maybe not even Kyler till after the bye week. Now, we watched, so last week, going into the Rams game, there was, okay, maybe Kyler plays, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. And I think a lot of us that cover the team were kind of like, he's not playing against the Rams. Then you watch Hard Knocks, and it was clear that they knew all, all week long that Colt McCoy was playing. Um, so then you've got to figure this week, they probably have known all week long that it's in, in barring some crazy Buddha Baker like recovery that the Colt McCoy is going to be playing. You brought this up in the pre-show meeting. This is this is I'm going to let you set it up. This is at the end of Hard Knocks last week. Well, it struck me at the end of Hard Knocks, and you know, let me preface this by saying speculating about injuries is tough because we don't know the severity. We don't know how a guy feels. I mean, we're kind of on the outside looking in this window trying to talk about a guy's health, and we just don't know. You know, I didn't know if Kyler was going to play against the Rams. I didn't. I, you can only go by what Kingsbury says. And Josita Anderson, real quick, by the way, just tweeted out that, and you know, she always has good sources as the, the players are her sources. Um, that Kyler Murray was never going to play in Mexico City. 
that he was not scheduled to play. That was I, I that, that. that was her exact. I he, it. Murray was never scheduled to play. Yeah, interesting way to put it, but whatever. Yeah, he was not. He was <laughs> not supposed to play. So this whole gamesmanship by the Cardinals, we saw it last year with Kyler. We're seeing it again now, and now Fowler reports that. Kyler's going to be probably out for the Chargers and then the bye. It makes me think that the Cardinals have always known that Murray was going to be down for a while because something has struck me at the end of Hard Knocks, and I'll set it up. Uh, Colt McCoy in the locker room celebrating a victory with his teammates. He walked up, and and what he said to J.J. Watt and the way he said it made me think that Colt McCoy plans on being this team's quarterback for a while. So let's play that, and we'll get your reaction. It's quick. Turn this thing around. That's the plan. That's Colt to J.J. Watt. Let's turn this thing around. And then Watt says that's the plan. Now, let's turn this thing around is is a contraction for let let, let us turn this around. We, we turn this thing around, right? And I just I heard that at the time, and it struck me like that sounds like a quarterback who plans on being a part of the turnaround. Like it is up to us, J.J. Watt, me and you, to lead this team. On each side of the football for a turnaround. Like, let's turn this thing around. And I just, when I heard McCoy say that, I, it struck me uh, that that this was a quarterback who doesn't plan on going back to the bench anytime soon. It's funny, because you picked up on that, and I missed that. I mean, I saw hard knocks. I didn't, I didn't make that connection. But I did make this connection on the air on Friday with Wolf when we had Cliff Kingsbury talking about Calvin Beecham. And listen to what he said. And again, this is last week. Yeah, he's like the CEO of that room. You know, he's a big business guy, has all these investments, made a lot of money away from the field. Um, so he definitely has a calming presence, and he sees it very from a very analytical standpoint. Um, he's a guy that he'll send me video clips, say, hey, we should put this in, or what do you think about this? Or like yesterday he told me there was a play that would get Colt killed, and I kind of pushed back about it, and then I watched the video. I'm like, yeah, you were right. So sent him a text, and... Um, told him I appreciate his honesty and um, he's a guy you can trust and I think the entire line understands that when he says something um, it's thought out and it's, it's usually the right thing. Okay, so that clip is Cliff talking about Kelvin Beecham yep. but in the middle right there he's it's just an honest moment. Yeah, yeah Beach just texted me yesterday about we got to take this play out or it'll get Colt killed. Well Colt's not supposed to be the starting quarterback right? So you picked up on hard knocks I picked up on that last week. There were clues last week that that the Cardinals already knew that Kyler Murray wasn't going to play today, and now we're already seeing stuff out there. Like I said, Jeremy Fowler saying Kyler's not going to play next week, too. Is it not kind of concerning, though, that like Kyler Murray hurts his hamstring, and, and and on some level it might be like, okay, we'll see him after the bye in three weeks? Well, it's, it's technically, if you count the bye, Luke, that means he'll be, he'll be four weeks. But isn't Without it concerning that you would know that far ahead of time? It's concerning to me because he did finish the Seahawks game. It wasn't like he ruptured that thing and had to be, you know, helped off the field. Yeah. I mean, he, he finished a football game in the NFL. That's just confusing because that injury, if you again, from Hard Knocks, happened in the second quarter against the Seahawks. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerning, concerned about Kyler Murray's inability to play a full season once again for your franchise $230 million quarterback. I'm concerned about the Cardinals actually, you know, in talking to Gambo a couple hours ago, that the Cardinals actually would prefer Colt McCoy out there running the offense. That bothers me. I can't sit here, though, Luke. I can't question Kyler Murray's toughness at this point. I mean, I, I just can't do it. I mean, I'm mean, i not it, saying that. No, I know. Just, I know, like, I know, I know, I know is this injury? I know you're not. But I wonder if other people are, are saying, like, man, why, why can't he go? Even even if he's seventy or eighty percent, first of all, hamstrings are they're a nasty injury. A hamstring for a guy that 
needs to be mobile. And that, that's where this is tough because if Kyler Murray can't run, and Cliff, Cliff didn't even hide this last week. He, he routinely said, okay, if, if Kyler can't run, he's not going to play. Like they weren't trying to hide that. If Kyler Murray can't run and Colt McCoy is relatively close to 100%, I mean, he got hurt last week too, but he's, he's not even on the injury report now, then I would much rather have Colt McCoy tonight. But where it gets complicated is you're playing a San Francisco team that has a bunch of different ways they can beat you. You need sort of an X factor. Who's the Cardinals X factor on offense? If the X factor, I mean, Kyler Murray is a walking X factor. So if you don't have him, then you needed that combination of, hey, we've got DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown together for the first time ever. It doesn't sound like you're going to have that either. So this is just, to me, shaping up as a game that the defense is going to have to win them. Now, if I remember right, the defense did win them a game against San Francisco last year. They're going to have to do it again. But let me look big picture at this thing. Like, I know what you're saying. If Kyler can't run, and that's a big part of his game— but if he can't run, we'd rather have Cole McCoy back there standing tall in the pocket and delivering the football. Because I've seen Kyler when he can't run, he doesn't play but nearly as again, well. Again, though, that's the that's a bigger problem that to is me. A different conversation. This is this is your this is your franchise quarterback that you just backed up a Brinks truck to, and you're saying that well, if he can't scoot around back there, we'd rather play you know the the 36 year old veteran who's got 11 career wins. Like that's a problem. Like. For example, in Kansas City, if Patrick Mahomes couldn't, quote, run, or he was 75%. He'd just throw it to Kelsey. It wouldn't matter. Well, I mean, do they say, well, you got to play Chad Henney? No. No. no, they don't say that because he's Patrick Mahomes. And that, and, and that is, I hear what you're saying. That's a bigger concern. Again, you're, we're speculating on somebody's injury, but I just... If, if Kyler Murray was never a game-time decision, if they've known since last week he wasn't going to play this week, if they knew from like before the Rams game, he's probably not playing the 49ers game even, then that's a bigger concern because your quarterback's never going to be 100% 11 weeks into the season. So if he has to be at 100% for us to feel like he can go out there and do what he needs to do, then this is going to be an issue next year. Right, but it's not, you know, it's not just the speculation on how hurt Murray is. I'm basing some of this talk that we're having right now on the fact that John Gambadoro on this show today, who's extremely well sourced with the Cardinal organization, said, quote, they would prefer to have Colt running the offense right now. So that 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 is where I start look a lot better. That's where I start getting concerned about what's going on. It's not about like, oh, Kyler should be out there playing on a bum hamstring. You know, it's not about that at all. It's the bigger picture that's kind of a being created. It's that's uh, developing. Yeah. As we sit here. With the future of this franchise quarterback, that's what scares me. It's, yeah, it's not great because right now you're in survival mode. And if you want to tell me, okay, Colt McCoy gives him a better chance to win tonight because Kyler can't run and they've got Nick Bosa and you don't have an offensive line, fine. I, I'm, I'm sold. Go ahead. Like, let's see it tonight. The offense did look a lot better last week. But you're right. Big picture, it should never even be a conversation. Well, again, if Mahomes was going against Bosa and those guys tonight and he couldn't run, I guarantee the Chiefs wouldn't be clamoring the organization and the fan base wouldn't be clamoring for Chad Henney. Is Chad Henney really still the backup there? I had to look it up just to make sure wow, before I gave that take. He's, he's been playing for like I had to confirm years. that. Text us your thoughts <laughs> to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Who's going to step up on the Cardinals' defense tonight? Somebody's probably going to need to. It's Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring is in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford.
The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Here it is, Wolf and Luke, on this Monday afternoon. Tim Ring is in for Wolf. Tim, they're showing the highlights of that Chiefs-Chargers game from last night. How ridiculous is that Mahomes-Kelsey connection if they need a play? I always, to me, the gold standard at tight end, Kellen Winslow, Gonzalez, Gronk. Gronk, yeah. I thought Shannon Sharp kind of revolutionized the position, basically a glorified wide receiver, but in the Hall of Fame. Man, Kelsey might not just be the best tight end in football right now. He might already be in the conversation for the best to ever do it. Because he combines the attributes of all those guys into one Superman-like behemoth out there that that can shake in the open field, I'm, I'm trying to think too, and I know, I know it's you know it's it's Kelsey, I know it's Mahomes, I know it's it's Andy Reid, I know it's their play design. I get all that, but it's just like in terms of okay, this team needs a play right here. I'm trying to think of any connection that I can remember in the last ten years that you could count on more than Mahomes to Kelsey. Like when that game was close last night, and you're like, okay, this is probably going to come down to the wire. You can just go ahead and assume that Kelsey's going to get in the end zone at least once. He got in three times. But it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to think of consistent... I'm not saying that there haven't been better receivers or better quarterbacks. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of better quarterbacks than Mahomes when all is said and done. But that connection just seems unstoppable if they need a play. Trying to think of a connection like that. I mean, you might have to just go Brady to Gronk during the heyday yeah, in New, in New England. One. But Kelsey's just, I mean, my God. Uh, and then Mahomes, yeah. What can you say? You know, it's Mahomes funny. It's funny. It's almost like people started to take Mahomes a little for granted lately. And Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs. And Josh Allen's the best here. And Austin Rodgers with the best here. And that dude in Kansas City... <laughs> you you watch him play and you're like, how does he not have four straight MVPs and four straight Super Bowls? Honestly, some of the, some of the stuff he does, um, he almost does. He does, but he <laughs> doesn't. He, he does, but he does. Al- he almost does, right? Yeah, well, almost. I mean, doesn't uh, cut it. In but he's you know he should be in he should be in that conversation. And this football team's in the conversation for the Super Bowl every year. They joke about you gave Mahomes too much time. Yeah, way too much time. Yeah, like anything over eight seconds is too much time. How much did he have against the Bills in the playoffs last year? Like 13 seconds or something that it felt like? All right, so the Cardinals in Mexico City to play the 49ers tonight. And at least for me, I'm I'm of the belief that somebody on the defense is going to have to probably make a game-changing play. Now, we have seen this season that doesn't guarantee a win. We saw Zayvon Collins at the pick six a couple weeks ago, and it still resulted in the loss. But I, I just I think your path to a victory tonight, if you really plan on beating San Francisco, they're pretty much healthy. They've added pieces. And by pieces, I mean Christian McCaffrey over the course of the season, whereas the Cardinals just keep losing more and more guys to the point now where you're missing 80% of your starting offensive line. You're missing your quarterback. You're missing your number two receiver. You're missing your tight end. That's just on offense. You're missing all that. You're going to have to have a couple big plays, probably on the defensive side of things, and just try to win a low-scoring close game. Uh, the U.S. just scored in the World Cup game. Look at that, as I was talking. That's oh, my goodness. Look at that. Uh, so, look. So, that's going to require Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons or somebody to come up big in this one. Ole, 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 ole. Team USA on the board. I'm disappointed that Ted Lasso's not coaching. In the World and, Cup. And I, they're playing Wales, who I think Ryan Reynolds owns, doesn't he? <laughs> he owns a team over there. So, yeah, U.S. up on the Wales. All right, there you go. I break, finally got to give a soccer up. Break, breaking news. 
See, we're, we're full service here, Luke. We yeah. just don't talk about sports. There's we a, give, the, give, the, give the people the news. corner of our newsroom that's going to be going crazy out there in a second. Uh, but look, if, if for the Cardinals tonight, it is, it's going to take... I, I, I can't imagine they win a game where it's just, hey, there were no turnovers for either team. Like That's going to put them in a real tough spot. they got to get they got to get crazy tonight. And they, gotta, they, they have to play a perfect football game. I, I talked about it earlier you know, with the pre-snap penalties that would take this team off a schedule on their drives. Drive killers. I mean, yep. even if I'm sorry, even for the Arizona, for the Arizona Cardinals, even a false start is a drive killer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and hoping those are gone with Colt. That's as bad as that is to say, yeah. they were gone last. So week if Colt. you if you can do that, you get a couple big plays out of your defense. They're going to have to contain and control that 49er offense. I mean, if the 49ers go out there and score 30 plus points, they're, they're going to win the football game. Yeah, that's not the game. That's not the game the Cardinals want. There's there's no win in a shootout coming for the Arizona Cardinals. Not with four backup offensive linemen. Not, not tonight. No. Not without Hollywood no. Brown. And with Colt McCoy back there pulling the trigger. There's a there's a pathway to victory, but that ain't it. No. Right? And I do think, I, I agree with what your original premise was, as you brought in the segment, was you know somebody on the defensive side of the football has to make a big play. Could be Zayvon Collins. Could be Isaiah Simmons. I, I brought up J.J. Watt earlier. I think, that, which I think is a good call. I think Watt has been has been making his presence felt. Uh, to opposing offenses lately, and I expect that to continue tonight. 49ers, though, have a bit of a better and certainly healthier offensive line than the Rams did last week, but I don't think that J.J. Watt still can't do some damage uh, tonight. So maybe maybe making Garoppolo feel Watt's presence, maybe getting a forced fumble, maybe getting a game-changing sack at some point. It's, that's a tough ask, but, but I just think it's it's something that could easily happen. Jimmy Garoppolo can turn the ball over. Any of those skill guys could turn the ball over, too. But I just think that you're going to need it, and it's tough to count on that going in. It absolutely could happen, because here's the other part that I think you have to be aware of on defense. You don't have Byron Murphy. Okay, well, they didn't have him last week, and they played well against the Rams, and that was still Cooper Cup for three quarters. But but you don't have Byron Murphy. That's that's a hit. Buda Baker, I know he's He's playing. He's he's going to play through anything. You know, he he's still obviously beat up. That that ankle didn't just magically heal because he played through it. You don't have Rashard Lawrence, which is a little worrisome to me, Tim, because San Francisco can run it with McCaffrey, or they can run it with Eli Mitchell, or they can run it with Debo. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's three pretty good. Debo's not a running back, but it's two really good running backs, and then a receiver that's basically a running back half the time. They're going to have to be able to stop the run tonight, and I, you know, they can do it, but not having Rashard Lawrence in the middle makes it a little bit tougher. No, and the 49ers, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan brought that running game from his father, right, Mike Shanahan. Remember for a while, if you're a little bit older, or you, certainly a fantasy football player, there was a run there where the Broncos could plug in anybody, anybody a tailback, yeah. and he would run for like 1,200 yards. Yep. I mean, it was they were changing. I mean, it's Terrell Davis, Orlandis Gary, uh, who's the big guy, Mike, Mike Anderson, Mike Anderson, the Marine. Yeah, I was going to say. So, but that's a product of that Alex Gibbs zone blocking scheme, and the 49ers' run concepts are outstanding. Okay, outstanding, right? So it's not just about the talent that they have. That is a that is a well polished unit that has it down to a T. How to move the football. On the ground, so the Cardinals have to be up for that challenge against the zone blocking scheme and the run concepts that the 49ers will bring out there on that field tonight. So making plays, stopping the run game, trying to make them one dimensional, 
creating a few turnovers. These, this is the pathway to victory tonight if the Cardinals can pull it off. But this? U.S. up one nothing. That's a nice goal. And Wales's best player just got a yellow card. Is that is that the right English? Wales's? Wales's? Wales's. <laughs> Wales's. All right, when we come back, what does Tyler Drake want to see from the Cardinals in Mexico City tonight? We're going to ask our own Cardinals reporter for Arizona Sports. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports Also, leader. what's a yellow card? Love you, bro. Love you. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring in for Wolf today. We've got the Cardinals in Mexico City taking on the 49ers in about, what, five and a half hours till kickoff? we got our own Tyler Drake, who covers the team on a daily basis for ArizonaSports.com, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Tyler, what's going on? What is going on, guys? Mm, T, are you in Mexico City, or did you just make it to Tijuana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it all the way. Yeah. No, no. Uh, He's pedaling a bike. Covering, covering it from the States, though, but I'll, I'll actually be headed to the uh, station here uh, shortly. So, uh, yeah, getting a little... Uh, getting the outside scoop from everybody else that is actually covering it. So cool to see. It looks like a really fun environment to be in for sure. So we were talking about this earlier. It it sort of has felt like Kyler Murray wasn't going to play tonight for honestly, since about last Monday is kind of when it started to feel that way. And so not, not a huge surprise, I guess. Did you feel that way as well? Or do you think that there was still a chance going into the weekend? Yeah, I think for me, it was, uh, just the just the iffiness that we got from Cliff, you know, really right after the right after the game, kind of painted the picture of hey, it's going to be another week of I would assume Colt McCoy is going to get a lot of the preparation. You know, obviously you don't want to rule out your starting quarterback right away, but I think the the trend of hey, we're not going to let him go out there if he can't run 100 percent just was the biggest factor, and and I think they saw that they could really run the offense how they wanted to run it with Colt, so. If you if you're gonna have to roll out your backup, I mean, you saw really good things out of him, and hopefully he can replicate that against the team he's faced uh, last year. You know, Tyler, I, I understand gamesmanship with Cliff and the injury deal, but curious your take as a beat writer trying to do your job, you know, every day covering the football team at the facility and whatnot. How tough is it? When everything is day-to-day, game-time decision, when really the Cardinals probably know that a particular player is not playing. You know, We saw them do this last year with Kyler, too, when he missed the three games that Colt played. And now we're finding out that Murray might be out for a total of a month, three total games. But yet the word is always game-time decision. Is it tough to cover the team when they handle the injuries like that publicly? I mean, I, 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 to be completely honest, it just it comes down to, hey, you know, we have to rely more on, I feel like, Rappaport and Schefter to really give us those updates. Because, yeah, like you said, it's really just a day-by-day, game-by-game, week-by-week, progressing through things, working through things. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's never unnecessarily like, a, oh, yeah, definitive. But he, I mean, he did say he, he didn't expect DJ to play this week, so there was a definitive there. But for the most part, with the big guys, it's usually a lot of gamesmanship, which it's the NFL. You got to, you know, play the cards close to the vest, but it does get a little, uh, you know, uh, I, not infuriating, but a little uh, frustrating sometimes. And when, you know, we'll get the info and then 10 minutes later, we'll really see what the info is. So that part is pretty uh, interesting, but you know, you just got to read between the lines. I think a uh, great example was when Cliff was talking to us this past week and 
was talking about how Kelvin Beachum was telling him about a play that was going to get Colt blown up. And I thought, well, why would they have Colt be in there right now? So that, that would paint a picture if he's probably going to start again. So, I mean, for us, it's just about digging a little deeper and finding yeah. more of uh, finding, you know, really the real story behind things. Talking to Tyler Drake, covers the Cardinals, does a great job for ArizonaSports.com right here. Uh, Tyler, the receiving game or the passing game, let's say the other side of it, away from Colt McCoy and setting aside the offensive line for a second, he now doesn't have Zach Ertz. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're getting Hollywood Brown back this week. It does sound like he'll have D-Hop, which is obviously the most important piece, but how do you see the passing game playing out behind Hopkins? Because it probably can't just be one guy, although if it were to be just one guy, you'd want it to be Hopkins at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, Hopkins is going to definitely feast. I think he's going to get his targets, but I think it's going to be another, uh, you know, Rondell Moore kind of that one-two punch with Hopkins and then maybe a couple of shots to A.J. Green again. You know, he didn't have a ton of targets, but the couple of shots that he hit did have was a touchdown and a and a big conversion. So that's big. And, and who knows? I think maybe we could see a little Greg Dorch actions too, just to help, you know, spread the ball out. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. It's about getting the ball out fast and, and really spreading the ball around to, you know, really all of the other options out there. And, you know, I think we got to wait and see, but I would, I would assume Max Williams is going to be involved once he gets elevated. And then you've got Trey McBride, who I think could be a factor, maybe not this week, but moving down the next couple of weeks in place of Ertz. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought up McBride because that was actually going to be my next question. I mean, he's got an opportunity now. And this kid was taken with the Cardinals' first pick in the second round, traded away their first pick, obviously. I wouldn't say tight end, and I think everybody would agree with me, was an was not an immediate position of need with Zach Ertz in the fold. But the Cardinals took Trey McBride because he was too good to pass up. He was too good of a football player. Fine, great. Well, here you are. We're midway through the season. He hasn't done a whole lot. Tyler, and now he's got the opportunity with Ertz hurt. Yeah, Max Williams might be out there, but Max hasn't played in a while. Max is, of course, a blocker, bruiser. This is an opportunity for McBride to go out there as a rookie and show everybody and maybe show his team and his coach why he was so highly regarded, why he was picked in the second round. Because they need him to move the football. Ertz is out. And this is a golden opportunity for McBride. You said maybe not this week, maybe next week. I'll even push back and say, why not this week? What better time than right now to go out there and make an impact in a football game when 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 your team needs weapons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I mean, he very well could. It's just, you know, bright lights, international game. You know, you never know. Uh, But he he does have quite a few starts under his belt. He's been more of a blocking tight end where Zach Ertz has been that pass-catching guy. So, It'll kind of flip a little bit for him. I think Max, if he gets called, if he gets elevated, if he plays, you know, he'll be more of that blocking guy, I would assume. And then, you know, maybe throw Trey out there and see what he can do with his, with his hands because, you know, he came out of college and he was, he was, I think, the most productive tight end. So why not get that guy involved? And, you know, Steve Kime told us back in, in the draft, you know, the needs back then aren't going to be the needs during this time in November. And he said that again on, uh, I believe, Burns and Gambo this past week. And, I mean, he's, he was right there. So uh, now it's just to see if this need actually fulfills what they want him to do. Talking to Tyler Drake, covers the Cardinals for Arizona Sports.com. Uh, Tyler, the running back room now going forward, I, I know that they liked what they saw in Keontae Ingram in camp, and obviously they drafted him too. But, uh, but you've, you've got James Conner, you've got Keontae Ingram, Corey Clement. Do you expect it to be basically what we saw last week where it was almost 100% James Conner, or was that partially maybe a side effect of whatever happened with Eno in that game, and now that they have Ingram locked into two, maybe he can actually carve out a little bit of a role? 
Yeah, you know, for me, what it sounded like with, with the Eno thing, I think that was the plan all along going in was give James Conner the, the bulk of the workload. I mean, I, I asked Cliff point blank, why did you not play Eno? And they said they just wanted to get Conner the ball. Obviously, there is the, you know, extracurricular part of that that we will probably see on Wednesday. But, you know, I think it'll be mostly, you know, James Conner. I could see 20, 25 carries. And then you get Keontae Ingram in there every once in a while. And maybe he's more of that pass catching back, which I know a lot of people kind of see him as that bruiser, but he's got some hands. There's a couple of videos I've, I've seen at or just been at practice and seen him do. And it's just, he's got some hands to do it. And then Corey Clement, if you needed him, and then who knows, Daryl Williams, a couple of weeks, maybe I, I we'll see with him, but it's not as it's, I mean, for as stacked as this running back room was going into the season, man, they've really had some, just bad luck there, but it's it's still not that it's not that bad. I, it's not really that bad. I think Ingram's taking steps, and I think if they can really get Connor rolling and get him that amount of uh, touches, he can be effective. It's where they get him those ten to fifteen. I just he's just not really doing it there. So they've really got to focus on getting him the rock. Well, I think you know, with Connor with the twenty one carries, sixty nine yards last week, I thought a big part of his success was the success of the Cardinals passing game to open up the game pretty much put the Rams' defense back on their heels a little bit, and then they started hitting them with Connor, hitting them with Connor up the middle, uh, doing James Connor things. And certainly when he gets in the red zone, uh, as I like to say, that is Connor's uh, office. Uh, Ty, uh, the Cardinals' defense, listen, the 49ers, they have a top-10 passing offense. I think everybody thinks, you know, Kyle Shanahan, run game, McCaffrey, uh, Mitchell, Debo a little bit. Garoppolo is orchestrating a top 10 passing attack in the National Football League uh, this yep. season. So uh, a secondary without Byron Murphy, I think the challenge will be greater this week than it was last week, even though he had Stafford and Cup. I just think this 49er offense is much more well-rounded. It has far too many weapons uh, for the Cardinal defense to uh, to not play well. They have, they have to play outstanding football tonight, fundamentally sound football for this team to have a chance. What are your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, you know, for as much, I, I think everybody, we've all seen it, they've overachieved a lot. I mean, the defense was supposed to be one of the weakest parts of this team, and I think it's been one of the most consistent. But, you know, yeah, they, they've really got to rise to the occasion. This is a big game, international game, Monday Night Football, divisional game. I mean, you, there's the bulletin, the bullet points are you can are endless really for this game. So it really comes down to it. And like you said, man, they, they really are. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is not getting enough credit for what he's doing right now on that team. Four touchdowns, 567 yards, eight plays of at least 20 yards receiving. So it's just, I mean, they, they've got, they, it's going to be stacked. I mean, plain and simple, they're going to, they're going to need, everybody's going to have to be on their P's and Q's and really get it done. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those games where Jalen Thompson, I think, could could be a huge factor more than he has been this year. Uh, you know, Marco Wilson continues to be good. So uh, another guy, Antonio Hamilton. So, if you know, if these guys can keep going and, and you know, keep that pressure on them, I, I think that the offense has a plan that I think is going to be similar to last week with getting the ball out of Colt McCoy's hands as fast as possible, let the playmakers make plays. Tyler Drake, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate your work all season long. Thank you. No problem, guys. See you later. Good stuff, man. That's Tyler Drake checking in right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Again, you can find his stuff on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, just how big is this game for the Cardinals? And where's your confidence level heading into Mexico City? Can they come out of Mexico still in this playoff race? We'll discuss it next. It's Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.